Welcome, welcome to today's episode of the Divine Downloads Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Overton, and today is pretty interesting. Today, uh, the interviews are trending, um, all things writing, so today is going to be an awesome episode, and I have the pleasure of having on the show Elizabeth Haynes. She is the nurse who knows content. Over the past eight years, she has been able to build a six-figure healthcare writing business and now shares her blueprint for success with other nurses via the RN to Writer newsletter. So welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Woohoo! I am so excited to be here, for you to be here too. And uh, before the show, we were talking um, about, so you live in Albuquerque, right? Correct. Perfect. And I'm in Minneapolis. I'd like to try to tell people where where people are located to sort of connect the dots. And I also like to share how I met people because I think relationships, not I think, I know that relationships are, to me, relationships are everything. It's what makes the world go round and especially business deals go down in relationships. So I want to tell people, I believe I met you on LinkedIn, right? Yes, yes. Very cool. I'm telling you, LinkedIn is the bee's knees platform uh, right now, I believe. Uh, so I'm so glad that we met. So can you tell us a little, tell our listeners a little bit about as much or as little as you want uh, about sort of where you started and now like where you are and what you're doing with this R into writer awesomeness? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Thank you. I will not bore everyone with my entire life story. But um, I will say that I was a second career nurse, actually. And I started my career in marketing and public relations. Um, and so I had quite a bit of writing experience from that. And I started freelancing off and on as I worked through a string of like middle management jobs. But I had the opportunity in about 2006 to become a nurse, which is something I had always wanted to do. So I took advantage of that, um, got my Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree. Um, but I came to discover that nursing in practice was not really a good fit for me. I'm pretty quiet and introverted and it just wasn't working for me, not to mention which I was frustrated over the standpoint that I loved working with patients on education uh, about their health, or I did a lot of pre and post-op instructions and things like that. But I could only work with maybe five or six people a day, you know, I mean, it's all you have time for in a shift. And um, my late husband said to me, you know, with one article on a site like WebMD, you could reach a million people a day. And I thought, well, that's pretty smart. So that's when I went back into freelancing. And since um, about 2011, I've been freelancing full time. And now I want to help other nurses do that too, because the demand for healthcare content is massive and it's continuing to grow. And there's so much opportunity there for nurses to use their knowledge and education in a new way, writing content. So that's what our to Writer is all about. Okay, this is so cool that I love it when people are uh, nursing as their second career, specifically that you were in marketing, right? Because 
as nurses, this is just what I, this is my experience. I've been a nurse for 21 years is that nurses who become entrepreneurs, they don't know anything about marketing, right? <laughs> Correct. And not only don't know about it, but many, many nurses who approach me and believe me, I get approached by lots of nurses who say, I want to do what you do. And I say, great, prepend prepare to spend three quarters of your time marketing yourself. And they say, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> and I say, yeah, actually you can. It's, it's not like um, trying to, you know, guilt people into attending your Tupperware party. It's not, not like that at all. Um, but no, they don't know about marketing. Marketing has been my whole focus of the newsletter so far because it's such an important component. So it's no wonder that, that, it, that nurses don't know how to market, which is why your work is quite profound. Number two, another thing that I have noticed is that nurses do not know how to articulate or communicate the value they bring to the table. Number three, I feel like the value in nurses being content writers is that's that's our milieu that's our wheelhouse we're amazing educators so it takes the pressure off the nurse to be worried about um coming up with shaping her voice as a writer right she's writing about or he is writing about things that they're the expert in and so i love what your late husband said about instead of helping five patients you can reach a million readers uh so would you like to speak to any one of those three ideas beth uh, absolutely. Um, you're right, number one. I I've said this not only about nurses, but about doctors, that nursing school and medical school do not teach you how to be a business person. They don't give you a business degree. Um, and so it's it's no fault or shame um, to any clinician that they don't know how to set up in business and market themselves and all the many other business details. Um, that's what I'm here to teach people in a way. Uh, number two, nurses tend to be very humble people and that can be an impediment to marketing yourself. And what I ask nurses to remember if they want to be successful freelance writers is to think of it not as marketing yourself because you're really not what you're marketing it is your service and your service is content that takes all of your best attributes as a nurse your knowledge your experience from being at the bedside or you know whatever milieu you were in and your writing skills and uses them for the benefit of other people. So that's what you're marketing. And that's why you can be humble, you can be self-effacing, um, you can be shy about self-promotion because you're not promoting yourself, you're promoting your services. Um, and then lastly, uh, to your last point about helping lots of people, that is certainly one aspect of uh, what I do, which is content marketing. I do consumer health reporting to a degree. I do things like, like you know, medical condition and treatment type information, but that's only one type of information. There are so many, many other aspects of content marketing that nurses can go into. Um, 
or they can do things like regulatory writing, pharmaceutical applications. If they're super brainiacs, I don't pursue that stuff because I'm not a super brainiac. But uh, yeah, there's just a million ways nurses can make this work um, and help other people through writing, for sure. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your input on that. I, I really do believe, because it is very, ha, uh, just having written um, the Oracle deck that I wrote, Divine Downloads, I had so much resistance in crafting my voice because, you know, all the demons come up. Who am I to write this? Who's going to read this? Blah, blah, blah. So if you're listening and you're a nurse and you're I don't know, you're shy or it's hard for you to toot your horn, um, you might really want to consider this avenue because honestly, let's talk a little bit about sort of the constructs and the framework and sort of the timing. So I imagine if I want to become a freelance writer, what, what are, what, and I know that you have a course on this, so we don't want to give away the farm. However, what's like the um, I'm sure there's varying levels of like time commitments, uh, and that's obviously tied to pay. Of course, it's tied to uh, what company you're writing for. Can you just walk us, uh, Beth, a little bit through like a day in the life of, of, of a brand new baby uh, nurse that wants to become a content writer? What, what would that look like? Yes, absolutely. And I give away the farm constantly, frankly, because... I love it. <laughs> The reason being that the process is, is, on the one hand, very simple, and anyone who wants to can try it. And on the other hand, you run into nuances that you really want um, some additional wisdom on, and that's sort of what I bring to it as basically a coach through this newsletter. So for someone who wants to, uh, for a nurse who wants to become a freelance writer, it's actually a very simple three-step process, or at least this is how I did it and what I recommend. Number one, contact a local nonprofit and volunteer your writing skills to produce some work for them, because this gives you your initial work samples, which are crucial to then getting a paying client. So that's number one. Number two, while you're doing that, also take a moment to actually set yourself up in business where I see the, most nurses fail at becoming freelance writers is they do not view it as a business or take it seriously as a business. And that's what you have to do. So set up a business checking account. Um, choose a different business name if you want to. If you really want to go whole hog, consult an attorney about whether you should have a limited liability company, but you don't have to do that. But what I'm saying is focus on your business, name your business. And then thirdly, while you're still working as a clinician, carve out time on the side, write it down. What I did was I said, Every Saturday from eight to noon, I'm gonna work on my business. And I would go in my home office while I was still a clinician, and I would work on my business in terms of, I had my work samples and I started sending letters of introduction to potential clients saying, hey, do you need help with writing? I'm a freelance writer and a nurse. I specialize in this, that. And eventually I got positive responses. People saying, oh yes, 
we in fact do want to hire someone for that, let's talk. And it took off from there. So that's it, three steps, get some work samples, set up a business, uh, set office hours and start marketing yourself, done. I love it, one, two, three, super easy. Um... So, so right away, what's coming up for me is I'm imagining myself being a content writer or a freelance writer. Uh, Beth is like, dang, okay, so I'm working my day gig and I, and I, and you're telling me, God, I got to set up a business thing for my, for my writing. I'm feeling like, well, how will, how will I know if I'm going to be quote successful? And it feels a little bit, there's a little bit of resistance there. So (laughs) can can you tell me? If someone is feeling like that, uh, you're saying like right straight away, like create the business and then start the writing or am I understanding that right? Yes. Okay. And, and, and yes, many people are resistant to that, including fellow freelance writers of mine. Many of them do not agree with my approach and that is fine. And they went out and many of them had a writing or journalism background and they just started soliciting work as themselves an individual. And that's fine if you want to do it that way. But what I'm saying is the most successful freelance writers I've seen took the time to actually set up a business. And the business bank account is actually a huge thing, whether or not you're successful because A, the IRS doesn't want you mingling business money with personal money. That's number one. And number two, because even if you're not successful, all of your expenses, and there are expenses involved, um, they're all tax deductible at the end of the year. So even nobody, I don't want to say nobody, because that's not true. If you're doing this part-time as a side hustle to get started, which is what I recommend, you probably will not show a profit at the end of the year. And that's great, (laughs) because you're you're fine with that you still have your income from being a nurse you're building your business but you're not paying taxes on it because you didn't turn a profit that year that is fine but you have to have that business bank account to account for your business money that's all i'm saying oh girl we got lots to unpack here because of my own personal experience um (laughs) okay so this is so juicy so one thing i would ask um what I'm thinking is that the startup costs for doing becoming a freelance writer have got to be minimal, right? Like what's a ballpark figure, would you say, if there was one? Well, one of the great things about, you know, being your own boss is you get to control that. But, but I'm going to say, if you're serious about this, you're going to have the cost of a website. It doesn't have to be fancy, but you're going to have a hosting fee, right? You, if you're not tech savvy, you're going to want somebody to design your website so it looks professional, or you're going to want to use one of those sort of prefab services. I'm not going to name any of them because I don't want to get in trouble or leave somebody out, but there are ones that you can kind of just put up a single page. um, And that's fine for starting out. You might have business cards. You might want to do that if you're going to go do networking in person. If you're setting up a home office, you're not going to have expenses like separate internet and all that. You can use your home. 
Um, you should have a dedicated computer. So if you don't have a good computer, you could invest in one. You might want a calendar. I keep a paper calendar, frankly. Um, so the expenses for starting up can be minimal. Um, like I say, it just depends on how much promotional activity you want to invest in. But, but it's not going to be free. Oh, and I forgot, there's also business licenses. You know, in Albuquerque, they want $35 a year for me to sit in my spare bedroom and create content for people. Um, there might be, your checking account might not be zero fee because business accounts often are not. So, I mean, there are going to be some small expenses you have to cover. When I started out, my late husband and I sat down and created a budget and decided to invest $2,000 in starting up my freelance business. It was money well spent. It covered an attorney consultation. I hired a professional designer for my first website. So it looked super professional. And I made it back within the first year. So, you know. Okay, this is super helpful. So I love all that, um, that information that you shared with us. Um, so, I mean, really minimal costs in the grand scheme of things, right? And I, I'd love this, again, <laughs> in my experience, again, nurses want to be, some nurses are very, there's a lot of humility. They don't want to toot their own horn. It's hard to market. We don't know how. And when you were talking about setting up your, business account like at the bank checking or whatever to me the mindset has to be uh if you're in sales and you go to a sales meeting or a sales conversation you you come to it with the mindset of that you you are assuming the sale you're assuming the conversion that they're going to say yes yes absolutely and i also think that's something that not a lot of nurses have skill in be, because again we don't <laughs> We're not taught to market. We're not taught uh, sales. So I think the program that you're going to tell us about is so powerful for nurses. And um, have, I just want to think about some resources. I've a lot of this is reminding me, Beth, of similar sort of like a similar track to people who want to become professional speakers. Mm -hmm. um, and a shout out to Donna Cardillo, one of my faves. Um, I remember going to one of her talks where she talked about like how to get free publicity. And one of those uh, for writing is now, now make sure I get the name right. Isn't it uh, something about um, help a reporter Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is something as a nurse, I had never heard of anything like this and reporters are always looking for material, right? Like they're, <laughs> They need to come up with stuff all the time. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about that resource, um, if anything, and, and how that might be a way for people to get sort of in the door or started? Or So when you're starting out as um, a, a freelance writer, a service like Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, that, that might be useful if, for example, you were an author and you wanted to promote your book. It's, it's not useful for promoting yourself as a service provider of content to companies um, because you are not the expert. In other words, reporters go on Harrow looking for an expert to interview for a story they're working on. Now, as part of the content writing that I do, I do some reporting. I don't generally use Harrow except as a last resort, to be quite honest. 
because it's far easier and more effective to find sources other places for me. Um, but I can't see that that would be a promotional venue for someone who's starting out as a freelance writer. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you for making that um, distinction uh, for the listeners, especially for people, nurses that want to become freelance writers. So let's talk about uh, this awesome R into writer. Tell us, tell us about all the things that people could, ex could expect if they engage with this um, and also your program. Oh, sure. Thank you. So I started, I actually published RN to Writer, and it's a numeral. I just want to clarify that for people. It's RN numeral two writer.substack.com actually right now, because I don't even have a website up yet. Um, I, st I published that originally about three or four years ago as a website. And then I got super busy with work, and I just could not keep it up anymore, so I took it down. But now I offer, um, I offer it as a newsletter subscription, and each newsletter contains a beginner track and an intermediate track. And what I mean by that is all of the articles in the newsletter are either inspirational because it is hard to stay focused and motivated. As you said earlier, imposter syndrome is real. And I do aim to inspire nurses to know that even though this is difficult at first, in certain respects, you can do it if you just persevere. The meat of the newsletter, however, is actual how-to articles in which I share the actual things that I do and that I did when I was getting into freelance writing that helped me build a six-figure business. Um, again, I'm no brainiac. These are not things that I alone could do and no one else. Uh, other nurses certainly can do these. So for example, before we um, started this call, I was working on the current newsletter and the intermediate track is a 2,500 word article on step-by-step -step how to make a marketing plan, which is a key component of doing business. The beginner track so far this month has all been boring articles about what we were talking about earlier, which is how to set your business up, like what steps do you need to go through? Um, again, you can pick and choose which ones, but from my perspective, here's the important stuff and here's what to do. Because the sheer nature of doing this can feel overwhelming at first, like, geez, I don't know, you know, how do I even research this at the IRS? What is estimated taxes? How do I know if I have to pay those? I mean, there's so many issues. So I demystify all of that. Um, again, through a weekly newsletter, it publishes every Friday. People can bop over to rnderwriter.substack.com. They can get a free 30-day trial subscription. And then after that, the cost is a princely $7 a month for the weekly newsletter. Um, so I think that people will find that there's a huge uh, value to that $7 if they want to subscribe. Um, and after the first 286 people sign up, the price is going up. So if they want to do this, I would suggest they do it quickly. Okay, super, 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 tons of value, tons of content there. Um, I'm trying to think here. How do, I'm just thinking when you're talking, uh, Beth, about 
are people that become writers, uh, freelance writers, how many of those people like, you know, currently have a blog or like are sort of already in this muscle of flexing the writing piece, but it's more from a, you know, from a blog standpoint, whatever their blog may be. Is that, do you see that often or is that a thing? I do find that often. I find that nurses in particular who have approached me to say, hey, I'm just discovering I might be able to make money from this. A lot of them have blogs. A lot of them are personal blogs. For example, they may have had a family member who was uh, challenged with some health problem, and so they blog about that health issue. Um, so that's good news because people who write regularly are already showing that they have the writing chops to do it. I mean, you can't become a successful freelance writer if you can't put together a coherent sentence or paragraph. You don't have to be Hemingway, but you know you have to be able to write some. And so, um, and it also allows them to learn how to conduct research into things and cite things in their blog. So that's very helpful if people are blogging. Um, and like you said, exercising that creative muscle. Yeah, I would, I would think that, you know, bloggers, th this would be like almost, uh, not almost, like this is a total no-brainer. If you're a blogger and you want to uh, up, the, uh, up the ante on your gifts, like, and, and like you were saying in the very beginning, reach more people, it seems like a great segue um, into becoming a freelance writer. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is I'm, I'm way into like community, like I was saying in the beginning relationships. And I know being an entrepreneur can be isolating and I imagine being a writer, um, maybe even more so isolating. What are there like, are there like groups of people like mastermind type situations for, uh, freelance writers who are nurses, Beth, or what's the, what's that like? Yes. Um, again, see, we must have some radar love going on because, again, I was just writing about that earlier. Um, one of the things that I suggest to anyone who wants to become a freelance writer is they should find a community, and there are many, many, many of them. Now, the only one I know of for, write, for nurses currently is rn to writer I don't know of any other um, communities for nurse writers out there, but that could just be my ignorance. Um, but there are other, other ways to achieve community, which is so important because you are sort of working in a bubble and sometimes you wonder if, you know, if you're, if you could be approaching things differently or you just need inspiration that you've lost your enthusiasm we all go through that and one way to get that back is through professional associations just like many nurses have you know they belong to um, AORN for operating room nurses or something like that there's the um, association of healthcare journalists that's um, a good place to meet people virtually um, there are various LinkedIn groups, I believe. There are probably Facebook groups. A group that I have belonged to for a long time that is um, not nurse-specific is called FreelanceSuccess.com. Um, so you do need to get out there. Um, and also in your community, you can certainly 
join your local marketing association and go to meetings in person because it can become very isolating and you need that social component when you're a freelance writer. I absolutely, yeah, I could totally see that. And I, this is just so many things come up for me when I'm having these conversations on this, on this podcast. And that is, um, like this right here is a phenomenal idea. If you're listening and you're uh, a freelance writer, dude, start a meetup group in your city for nurses who uh, want to become freelance writers or are freelance writers. Because to me, the power is always in the collective, right? Because I mean, I've been in the coaching world for the last eight years and I could <laughs> geek out all day on masterminding, brain dumping, um, because it's when we're in a group setting, right, Beth, where we can, like you said, bounce ideas off one another. And then when someone says something, it's like, then it gives me an idea and then it gives somebody else an idea. So um, I, I do absolutely think that community is so important. And if, dude, if you don't, if you can't find one, make your own. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. So many of my writer friends um, meet up with other, other writers in person, even ones, including ones that they've met online. Um, even in Little Albuquerque, um, I have writer friends here and we meet up regularly just for coffee and to shoot the breeze and yes, discuss business issues and business problems and complain about clients and laud clients who were wonderful and all of those things because nursing in particular is a very sociable profession. You know, you're constantly interacting with people, your colleagues, your patients, um, administrators, doctors, you know, and then you go from that to being sitting in your home office all day staring at a computer screen. Um, that can be very jarring for people. No, absolutely. And I want to, um, something that I think this is what I have learned specifically, like in the, again, in the last eight years is there is so much value and there's so much power in learning from other industries, for example. Um, so my dad was a surgeon and he's also a pilot and I love using, um, for example, like flight safety. And when you're in the cockpit, you do the checklist. You do not leave the ground until the checklist is done. So like in the OR, we used to do this thing called pause for the cause. Everybody on the team, you stop what you're doing you, call, you name the patient, you name what surgery you're doing, which side of the body, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's a great thing that we can learn from a different industry. For nursing, for freelance writing, there's so many things that we can learn from other industries, marketing, right? Um, and I think that's why I love, love, love LinkedIn. I'm learning so much from like B2B marketers. And um, so I so I guess the invitation is, if you're like want to tip your tip your uh, dip your toe in the water and you're like oh my god so scared just like just baby steps like dip your toe in the water get on LinkedIn start to reach out to people because at the end of the day I feel like uh, people are really willing to help other people especially if you're passionate about it like you're so passionate about it which I love um, so anyway I just felt like I needed to say that <laughs> well yeah and I just wanted to to throw in there that you also can take lessons you've learned from nursing into other industries. For example, I've adapted the nursing process into a marketing plan, which I just put in the newsletter that's gonna publish next week. Um, because 
that makes it approachable for nurses. Like we were just talking about how overwhelming and confusing it can sound to say, I don't know anything about marketing. No, but if you look at if if you look at how I put it, set it up as a nursing care plan, then it makes sense to you suddenly. And it doesn't feel intimidating because that's something familiar to you. So yeah, there's all kinds of like synergy between industries that can occur. Oh girl, now you speak in my language. Okay, so we have to start talking about some synergy. <laughs> <laughs> so um so those of you who are listening and you're your repeat listeners, you know I'm all about the vibes, the energy, the uploads, the downloads. And of course, uh, Beth, the show is called Divine Downloads. And uh, that name came to me. Um, well, so first I created the Oracle deck called Divine Downloads. And like the, the tagline is like uh, channeled wisdom from your soul. I know that uh, we're all born intuitive. And our soul, higher self, whatever you want to call it, however you want to label it, is trying to give you information on the regular. And some of us are more hooked up to that messaging and some of us are really far removed. So we're not able to receive the messages. So the first message I got was, hey girl, we want you to do an Oracle deck. So I was like, uh, okay. So I had a little resistance. I talked to my demons. I got it figured out. I did it. It was so much fun, so creative. And then I got another tap on the shoulder. They're like, hey, girl, we want you to do a podcast of the same name. And I was like, okay, cool. I love to talk. This will be great. So, Beth, I love to ask people on this show because it's called Divine Downloads. To me, a divine download is, it could be, it could be any number of these things. It could be an experience, a life experience. It could be a situation. It could be your... I don't know, you're on your computer, it's four in the morning, and all of a sudden you you get this like this like divine spark, and you're like, oh my god, I have to write about this. It's it's like uh your body, mind, and spirit are in this uh open uh situation where you receive this information, and once you receive the information, you're a changed human. Like you don't write the same way, you don't breathe the same way, you don't talk the same way. So and I believe every, people have had multiple divine downloads in their life, but is there one um, that you've had recently or one that you feel like is relevant that you want to share with the listeners today? Well, I'll have, I say, I will have to say that I am one of those people who the spirit has to beat over the head with a two by four to get that to happen. Like that does not come particularly natural to me, but I would say that what, the one that has happened to me most recently was the idea to bring back RN to writer because as I was, there was an interesting moment when I was composing an email to a very nice nurse who had written to me and said, can you give me any advice for how I might get started? And I have a, a boilerplate response of a, a bunch of attachment resources that I send to people when they ask. And at the same time I was doing that, a message came up from a group that I'm in where a person was doing a, going to do a story on this service called Substack.com that I'm using for this newsletter where you can easily publish these newsletters. And I thought, well, that's it. That is exactly what I need to be doing instead of trying to A, respond to these people and 
um, coach them all individually. Again, the same thing that what my late husband said about reaching a million patients. I was like, I could reach so many more nurses more effectively publishing this newsletter. And I appreciate the fact that you picked up on, I'm very passionate about this because I am. Like I feel in a way this is my calling in life is to help nurses become successful freelance writers so that they can spread their gifts to the maximum extent. And so it was really funny to me that as I was responding to this nurse, I at the same time got this, you could say tap on the shoulder about this newsletter service and went aha had that aha moment because it is really weird when those things happen okay well listen girl what's your birthday june 20th so what's your sign i'm on the cusp i'm gemini technically okay so when you said <laughs> i i have to get hit by a two by four listen yes. i'm a Taurus, and I, I i we don't share the same sign however I am as stubborn as the day is long, and I used to have a belief, literally, this is the statement I used to say, I don't have a creative bone in my body. <laughs> like, what? Like, there's, there's hardly anything worse than a person could say about themselves, and uh, nothing could be farther from the truth, but I wasn't, I wasn't um, allowing myself to access those parts of my being, and here's the craziest part, Beth, is that I, I have been, so I'm from Memphis. I moved to Minneapolis in 1998. When I graduated from nursing school, I had broken up with my boyfriend. I was like, I need a new scene. It's so progressive in medicine there. I got to go there. So I moved here. And there is this lake called Lake Harriet. It's three miles from where I live. And I have been going there every day as much as possible for the last 21 years. And I recently found out that this is a vortex, which you're in Albuquerque. So, so for people that are listening, they've never heard that word. A vortex is like, it's not like, it's a place where maybe you might be more easily able to access these uh, downloads, uploads, uh, wisdom from spirit, soul, source, whatever you want to call it. And so now I'm like, oh my God, that's the reason I've been so attracted to this place, but I didn't know it was a vortex. And the other thing is that uh, I found out um, that download that I got, like I got that from the trees. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, speaking of writing and receiving and, um, I just feel like there's so, so if you're listening and you're a human, welcome to the club. And there's so much that you have yet to tap into or to access. And wouldn't it be cool if you positioned yourself, whether it's at the lake or at the ocean or in the mountains or in the desert or at the spa or the library or the kitchen, I don't know where, but I think uh, if, if we can position ourselves in these incredible spaces where we can drop from our, you know, above the clavicle into our heart space and we can access this information because it doesn't, it doesn't have to take a two by four upside the head, which I totally relate to that, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very slow on the update. It's like, Me too. Wow. Me too. Like I'm 47. Like this all just happened in the last uh, in the last six months. So it doesn't happen overnight. However, when you start to look for the signs, the evidence that yes, you can write. Yes, you can sing. Yes, you can blog. Yes, you can podcast. Blah blah blah. Um, 
the synergy, like you were mentioning, it happens so much more quickly and so much more frequently. And then the, the downloads come like every day. You're like, Oh my God, did, did you, did you, did you see like, I just got another download upload. <laughs> um, so anyway, this has been such a rich conversation. Um, what would you say back to the nurse who's like, it! this is really speaking to me. What would be, um, can you list the name of that website again where the, the RN to writer is housed? Absolutely. And what I would say is just sign up for a free 30-day subscription to get all the, all the good stuff um, and evaluate it before you decide if you want to invest in it. It's rn2writer.substack.com. That's an interesting name, Substack. That sounds like a record studio in Memphis or something. <laughs> that's the that's the service provider, and I'm I'm getting an actual website designed right now. But I just launched this thing within the month, so um, I didn't want to delay, you know, giving people access to it while I was waiting for the website. So. Okay, let's speak to that just for a hot minute because this, I, I'm also a recovering perfectionist, Beth. Um, mm. Control free, can you relate to either one of those at all? You know, I am a recovering control freak. I truly am not that way anymore. Okay, so you can totally relate to this then. The old you could relate to this. Um, and that is, I love so much that you said, you know, I, this is on substack.com. I didn't want to wait any longer. Please, 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 for the love of all that is holy. If you are listening and you have an idea and you have a thought for uh, an article, a podcast, a book, do the damn thing because there's never quote a perfect time to do anything except for right now. <laughs> no, exactly. My friend Carol Bush has a saying, launch ugly and refine it later. And I totally believe that. I made a whole bunch of mistakes launching this that made me look stupid, but so what? Stupidity doesn't kill you at all. Or I mean, looking stupid doesn't kill you at all. Um, plunge in, take the plunge, just, just do it. You can always work out all the details and make it look pretty later. Launch ugly. Carol Bush, I, lo I love Carol Bush. And I love that saying. In yoga, we say show up and suck. Like, exactly. listen, Oprah's first freaking broadcast was not all that in a bag of chips. So, um, and I have also come to believe that perfectionism and being a control freak is really just a cop out that you're afraid to be vulnerable. Just calling it what it is. Well, I think that there's probably something to that. And that applies to writing too. I mean, I've known a lot of writers who have the talent to be freelance writers, not creative writers, I'm talking about working freelance writers, but they never made it because they were just too afraid to ever um, submit anything because it was never perfect. It's never perfect. Ask yeah, any author, yeah. ask any author, they will tell you, even the print version of the book, there's something they wanted to change. <laughs> okay, so that reminds me, have you read uh, Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. This book, all writers must read it. Uh, the War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. Uh, I'll write it down. 
Yeah, uh, I heard about it in B school with Marie Forleo. It is, it speaks to, you know, who am I, all the demons. It's so good for anybody that's can read or write. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, and it's a super short read. Um, so, so, so good. Okay, there was something else I wanted to... Um, um okay i guess this is coming up so uh when did you step away from the bedside how long have you been writing now i do not remember the exact year that i did it i'm gonna say 2011 i'm almost positive it was 2011 that i transitioned over to full-time freelancing again okay so this is the million dollar question i'm gonna ask uh what what three things uh, do you wish you knew when you first started out? You said you've made a lot of mistakes. Like, welcome to the club. I believe, like, freaking fly that damn plane. Uh, like, build it while you fly. Because as long as you're moving, dude, you could pivot all the live long day. But if you're parked, uh, you're not doing anything good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. The three big mistakes. Well, the one that I always tell people is I regret not doing it sooner. Um, and that is a sincere thing. Um, I wish I had really gotten serious about being a full-time freelancer sooner than I did. Again, plunge in because you can do it on the side with no, you're not going to lose anything. Um, I think that I did not scale up my business um, probably as early as I could have because as we were saying, you know, sort of a little bit of imposter syndrome and then also just feeling like um, resistance to that idea. Like, I don't want to be the CEO of Me Inc. I just want to sit over here and write. Well, that, that'll take you so far. You can be somewhat successful with that, but if you really want to make a good living at it, you, you need to get serious about yourself. Um, the third thing, let me think for a second, because I've just made so many, when I think of mistakes, I think in terms of like little things. I'm a pretty strategic thinker, so I try not to make overarching errors. Probably, um, I think also a mistake I have made is not, um, like for example, writing a book, doing, some sort of thought leadership type of initiative like that. I don't consider myself a thought leader, so it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to think about something like I know I'll write a book and you just have to promote myself because I'm not that kind of person. But I do think it's a good idea and probably should have done that by now. I don't know. I don't know. See, this is the thing: is life in general and freelancing maybe in particular it's all about figuring it out as you go you know it's just Absolutely. about you're never prepared I wasn't prepared for my husband to drop dead had to just figure out how to navigate that and that actually prepared me to be to let go of the control freakishness um, because it's like oh you know what if I can survive that I can handle anything <laughs> I can handle anything my work life throws at me you know what I mean so wow you know wow i'm sorry about your husband um that oh, gave me full-on oh. angel bumps yeah well yeah there's lots of bumps along the road of life and 
it's how you respond to them that's important. It's not the bumps. It's how you respond and how you grow. That's all I can say. And let the hallelujah choir say amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I just want to highlight this. Number one, um, doing you, you wish you had done it sooner. Lean in, people. Plunge in. So, like, there's no perfect time except for now. So do the damn thing. Number two, um, didn't scale early enough. Because, well, let me go back to number one. Like, if you had known how balls you were and how awesome it would feel, right, to have created this incredible, um, what's the word, this incredible life and this incredible body of work, like, of course, you would have done it earlier because it's so fun, right? Well, yes, but, you know, it's fear that holds us back. Of course. Um, like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to not to like harp on the fact that my husband died, but when when that happened, um, it became really really real that I either had to support myself doing this or go back to nursing. And I was like, I don't want to go back to nursing. I really want to do this, and that was the catalyst for really taking it super seriously as a business. And it's like, well, shoot, I could have had this lifestyle five years ago. <laughs> Why wasn't I doing this five years ago? So, yeah. Okay. I think this is a great way to wrap up this amazing conversation with a bow. And that is so often as humans, as nurses, it really does take a crisis, whether it's uh, a death, a divorce, uh, a birth, a death, a being fired. Um, and you don't have to wait. You do not have to wait for life to turn upside down for you to be able to assume the desire that you're, that you're dying to embody. Like all you got to do is decide because that's where we create all the suffering when we're like, should I write? Oh shit. Should I not write? Should I write? Should I write? It's that waffling back and forth. And in the moment that you decide I'm going to be a freelance writer, it gives me angel bumps. The universe will fall all over itself to give you the people, the money, the resources, the laptop, all the things. Um, so if you're listening to this, this is your sign from the universe. It's time, people. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. So I just do want to give a little plug, um, since we're talking a lot about marketing and business. I actually am associated with the NNBA, which is the National Nurses and Business Association. Uh, love, love the organization. Michelle Pidlosi um, is the president. And I'm, uh, I have been graciously asked to be the chapter leader of the Midwest. And tomorrow is my very first, speaking of meetup groups, tomorrow is my very first meetup uh, meeting. So it's all about nurses in business. And I want to do the same thing in that meetup group that I'm doing on this podcast. And legit, that is to collect, uh, cohabitate, co-mingle with like minds, uh, nurses that are killing it in the industry and just have the chutzpah, the courage and the vulnerability to show up and share their gifts because you're giving other people permission uh, to do the same Beth. So I want to acknowledge you and thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna nail it. NNBA <laughs> is great. Yeah, it's um, again, I just have this uh, ability to meet people on the interwebs. My business bestie and I, Lydia Romero Johnson, 
we met in B school in the Facebook group of Marie Filio's back in, I don't know, 2015. And we were roommates at the NNBA conference uh, three years ago. So next Friday, we're going to be rooming together in Vegas at the conference. And um, being a chapter leader is like the cat's meow. Like how fun is that? Just to connect with other nurses. So a little plug for that. And if you want information on that, I could, I'd be happy to, to, to help you with that. So seriously, Beth, um, this is the first time we've ever talked and it feels like I've known you for a long time and you're just a, a pleasure to talk to. Well, thank you. It has been super fun, really fun. Thank you so much for having me on. You are so welcome. So before we sign off, uh, any last words of wisdom or things that you want to share with the listeners, Beth? No, just do it. Do it today. Do it today. That is very uh, wise wisdom. Um, and, and if you're listening, like, I can't wait to hear what everyone does after this episode, like inspired action. Let's go baby steps. And so thank you, Beth. Thank you to the listeners. If you're new, welcome. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you're a repeat listener, love you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And listen, sharing is caring. Um, I am not afraid to toot my own horn and I'm not afraid to ask for support. So if this has moved you in any way, this episode, another episode, please, 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 please consider going over to iTunes, writing a review because like we were saying earlier in the broadcast, we want to um, impart this wisdom to millions of people. And the only way that happens if we get more reviews that increases the rank, all the things. So consider doing that. If you want to, um, I have a, a free Facebook group called uh, Nurses of Influence over on the old Facebooks. It's free. I do all kinds of uh, high vibe, cool stuff in there. If you want to check out the Oracle deck, go to my website, lizwithoverton.com. And um, again, like, thank you. I know that your time is valuable. And I appreciate you letting us get in between your ears to share what we're doing in the world. And just remember, you are amazing and you have a gift to share with the world. There's never been a right time than right now. Just start one baby step. As soon as you decide to go, the universe will hook you up with all the resources. So until next time, keep taking baby steps and um, keep loving yourself up. Peace out. Bye-bye.